You are now listening to the Motivational Mentors Podcast with your hosts, Luke Burrows. Touch on morning routines. I think people have to find something that works for them. And Arsenio Buck. Hey, Arsenio, let's go party. Hey, party. If someone asked me to party right now, Luke, come on. What the hell's a party? A party? A party for what? Guys, welcome back to Motivational Mentors. I'm your host, Arsenio, and you know what? We are riding solo tonight. So guys, Luke and I, we actually uh, had to do a couple of things, and our schedules did not coordinate with one another. So here I am giving you guys this special tonight. It is Arsenio all alone. If you guys were looking towards, of course, Luke, you know what? Don't worry. We're going to be bringing him. I'm going to be bringing him. We're going to be bringing each other back on the show. So today, man, you know what? I just want to just throw this at you guys. This is about discovering your life purpose and how you can discover your life purpose in 15 minutes. You know what? Back in 2015, before the entire personal development journey, I came across a Jack Canfield book. It was, uh, he was the co-author alongside with B.D. Watkins, and it was like living the law of attraction or the secret something like that, right? And he had a lot of actionable things in there that actually, that helped me so much. And Lisa Nichols later wrote, of course, in her Abundance Now book, a couple of, uh, what is it, a couple of techniques in terms of destroying your negative self-talk. But you know what? Today's not about the negative self-talk. Today is about defining your purpose. So there was a nice little exercise on there. I ended up doing this because in 2015, this was probably the roughest patch, the last rough patch I had to deal with psychologically. That's it. Okay. In reality, there's nothing wrong. I was making the money. I was doing this. I was doing that. But I was still a victim of what people had said to me the previous two years, okay? Now, you guys know that story already in terms of being an African-American out here in Bangkok, Thailand. But you know what? I decided to make this nice little uh, purpose, and this was the beginning again, like I told you before, of my personal development journey. This is probably right around the same time I discovered Lisa Nichols on the Steve Harvey Show. Later, on that same show, she said she had a mentor by the name of Les Brown, Les Brown, I actually heard of a voiceover on a lot of different videos that were coming out at the time that pertained to motivation. And then I found him and I started listening to him and then more videos started coming out and then he started doing YouTube videos. And so all of this culminated, but at the very beginning, I love looking back on this and I love looking back on the 101 goals list, which is another thing uh, that me, you know, Luke and I will probably do a nice little assessment on later on, probably next year. But today is about making a list of all the times. This is your first, this is the first one, okay? Make a list of all the times you can remember in your life that you felt most alive and joyful. I'm talking about something that reverberated for the longest time. It could be probably, let's say, 48 hours to a week to a month. I'm talking about whatever made you feel that particular way at that specific moment. Anytime you relive that experience, you felt it on every level of your being. I could pinpoint one of these. I'm going to give you an example. 2003, sophomore year high school, the Las Vegas Invitational LVI marching band. Yes, marching band. I was in marching band. I was shaking it. I was moving it. I remember, of course, my band, man, we scored a 25 out of 100. It was the worst performance ever. Uh, there was a lot of finger pointing, nobody was held accountable, nothing like that. And so we had to turn it around and we turned it around rather quickly. So again, basically make a long story short, we finished our performance that Saturday morning 
there was chatter going around saying, man, we probably could have gotten an excellent. And an excellent, for us to achieve an excellent, we would have to get 40. But we just got a 25. That just wasn't realistic at all. But the buildup, it just kept, it just continued to build and build and build. And then the awards ceremony came. So you have probably about 25 different schools from about seven states in this stadium, Las Vegas High School Stadium. And I remember they were going through the, you know, the rankings and this and that. And finally they said our name. And I remember there was a long pause. He said, Rancho High School got... And we were all standing up. There was like only 15 of us. Everyone had already went home. There's only a band of 40 of us compared to the 250 that were in other bands that came from California. And then he said, excellent. And I remember the roar. We cheered as if we won the Super Bowl. And everyone, all these high schools from all these different states were looking at us like you only got an excellent. We got a 45 and we almost made finals. We proved ourselves wrong on that specific evening. It was one of the greatest evenings of my life. And for one month, I remember every time I went into the shower, I would scream and say, yeah, baby, yeah. I was so excited. I'm talking about these moments. When do you or when did you feel most alive? Those moments, I want you to write a couple of them down. Now, again, first day of high school, first day of middle school, you know, my mom, uh, us moving into our first ever townhome, first ever first place in track and field, you know, my track and field competition, going to, you know, college and everything, uh, going out there to Arizona. I mean, guys, I, I could pinpoint a lot of things. Of course, going to Australia, uh, going to the Maldives, going to Malaysia, going to Singapore. Guys, I could pinpoint so many, but I want you to write that. Just write it down. All right, just make a short list. Now, if you want to do three, do three. If you want to do five, do five. If you want to do 10, it's all good. But keep it to yourself. So, question number two. What are your natural gifts? What are your natural gifts? I'm talking about the natural gifts. Luke and I, we were just talking about a couple of things on our previous podcast about figuring out, you know, uh, in terms of your integrity, in terms of your intent, your capabilities, the results, everything about you. But right now, I'm putting you guys on the spot. What are your natural gifts? You know, I wrote down making people laugh. I didn't always have that. But in 2002, hanging out with a guy by the name of Carlos Martinez, who still follows me on Instagram, and still cracks jokes today that just, I go completely beside myself because he's so funny. He brought that out of me. See, he didn't give it to me. He brought it out of me. It was already in me. That's a natural teaching. I love working out. I love running. I feel most alive, especially when I run, uh, which is another question that's coming up very soon. My personality. My professor pointed this out nine years ago. She said, Arsenio, you know, you can't teach personality, but what you got is going to take you a long way. She said that to me in October of 2009. Nine years later, look where I am. Hey, I don't know. You know, I actually took that message she gave me and I ran with it. So meeting people, you know, talking to people, communicating with people, these are my natural gifts. Was I an effective communicator five years ago? Not necessarily. I built this up and I built this up. Man, I could pinpoint so many things, but I want you to write down your natural gifts. What are your skills and talents? See, when I talk about talents, again, talents can be built up, they can be built down, but skills, what are you really, really good at? Like, think about it. Even, you know, go back to your childhood. You're going to have to like, you're going to have to dig deep into some of these memories that are probably, they could, they could be triggered by different things, you know, as Perry Power has said before, but I want you to dig deep. I want you to go real deep into that subconscious mind and figure out 
what it is, those skills. I'm talking about those skills. What is it that you're so good at? Now, what do you love to do? I'm talking about what do you love? I'm not talking about a 13, 14, 15, although yes, this is a market for the millennials and whatnot. And you guys are like, oh, I would love to be a doctor. I would love to be this. No, that's just all the blah, 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 blah. The influences that the society pales. Is that a word? Impales onto your conscious. We know that all goes away. And then you come into fruition somewhere around your 20s. And then you know what you love to do. Or maybe you love to do what you want to do or what you've been doing for such a long time at a very young age. It doesn't really matter. But what do you love to do? When do you feel most alive? Now, when I go running, I feel like I'm in heaven. You know, it's very interesting because I feel as if I am a, a sadist. I love the pain so much because I know in that pain is growth. This is why I push myself to these competitions, the Spartan races. This is why I want to do the Spartan Super in Australia or the Spartan Super in Malaysia in March. This is why I want to do the Beast somewhere in Europe. This is why I want to do a sprint somewhere in the Middle East. See, guys, I continue to challenge myself on every level of my being. Now, do I believe I will ever do an ultra beast? Absolutely not. That's not my thing. But I want to continue to achieve these trifectas and, you know, continue to push my body to the limits. And you know when I do that, that's when I feel most alive. Can you imagine that? When I go running on the streets and everyone's looking at me and all these big black legs just moving, it's insanity. And you know what? I'm just like, and I'm rapping. I'm just singing to myself. I got DMX on. I got all these rappers or all these different uh, instrumental songs from like Thomas Burgesson just going. And, you know, I just feel like I'm on that last 100 of a 400 meter final in the, you know, in the Olympics. I honestly feel like that. And that's when I feel most alive. When I feel most alive is when I'm teaching, when I'm speaking, when I'm doing this right now. This is when I feel most alive. I want you to write down when you feel most alive. What are you passionate about? That's your next question. What are you passionate about? Of course, you're going to write down, what am I passionate about? Well, it, it, like, if you're into sports, okay, make a podcast on sports. I don't care how old you are. You can get, like, a free two hours or 20 hours or something like that with a lot of these things. Some of these, you don't even have to pay. Just go out there. You know what? You can go on YouTube and do all of that for free. Call it a sports show. If you're into makeup, do that. It doesn't matter. Oh, there's a lot of people who do makeup. What about Kim Kardashian? That's not your market. That You don't want that market. You make a market for yourself. You brand yourself. Stop thinking about other people. Do what you, what are you passionate about? Got to start writing it down. It could be anything, anything at all. If you're passionate about cooking, remember, oh my God, what's that smash hit on YouTube? Uh, it's the videos that are like, what, what, three to six minutes? And all they do is show like two hands making the food and preparing the food. Boy, who had that idea? Now they're a millionaire. <laughs> if you're passionate about food, get a setup. Start cooking. Make a vlog. Do this. Are you passionate about showing people, you know, your country and your city, your neighborhood? Do that. If you live in Georgia, if you live in India, start making videos. Document it. And then create it. This is what Gary Vee talks about. What brings you the greatest joy in life? You know, every day I wake up in the morning at about 5, 5.30, I upload everything. I get on the SkyTrain. I'm listening to either David Goggins or I'm listening to some heavy, you know, how do you like me now? I'm listening to music and I'm just getting in the mode. And at 645, I'm around these people and we're pushing our bodies to the physical limit within a one hour period. After that, we're sweating, we're torched, we're all over the ground. But we just realized that specific one and that specific hour, there was growth there. See, that's the greatest joy, you know, growth. 
is the greatest joy. And you know what? Struggles are the greatest joy. Everything about what, everything that's happening around us, it's the greatest joy. See, I have awareness. But now if you want to put it into more perspective, figure out what your greatest joy is in terms of just your overall being. Like, is it your do is dogs? Is it, you know, watching dogs? Is it watching things? Um, what is it on TV? What is it that you would like to do? Volunteering, you know, uh, wildlife conservations, uh, marine life conservations, habitats, all that different, all these things that you could commit yourself to. If your joy is being in nature, go help them. If you believe that there is something that is missing in terms of uh, environmental protection or this or that, or I don't know anything at all. I'm just giving you ideas. Write it down. And when do you feel best about yourself? Like, when do you feel best about yourself? It's a difficult question, right? A lot of us, we don't get asked these questions too often. And we don't ask ourselves these questions too often. But when I feel best about myself is knowing that I am influencing people all around the world with my content. That's it. That's when I feel best about myself. See, I wasn't doing that before. But see, when I feel best about myself, it's, it's just all around me. It's the days that I catch a train to the airport and, you know, go from the airport to a country that I've never been to. You know, went to Hong Kong this year. You know, went to Lao twice, went to Singapore twice, went to Malaysia twice. That's seven trips in one year. That's a record. You know, it could be anything. When, I, when do I feel best about myself? When I help people, when I make people smile, when I make people laugh. You know, I mean, when I give that energy, that's when I feel best about myself. See, that's the beauty. How about this? This is a real good one. What are your personal strengths and characteristics? Now, some of these you don't even know you have right now. So let's just be honest. How can you figure that out? Like, so, okay, Arsenio, well, how can I go about figuring out what my personal strengths are? Well, you know what? I mean, it could be audiobooks, it could be a podcast, it could be anything at any given time. It's all, it's all about knowing. It's like uh, what they, what was that guy, that doctor that said in World War Z before he got shot right, running right out of the, the airplane? He said, it's all about the breadcrumbs. The breadcrumbs. The breadcrumbs are the little things that we don't pick up. And those breadcrumbs, that's the awareness. And when you have that awareness and figure out what your strengths are, see, then you end up becoming, what is it? Uh, uh, Vishen Lakhiani of Mind Valley. He calls it, you end up being in that God mind. You end up being in that, that realm that a lot of people aren't. You're giving out of the sake of giving. The personal strengths could be anything. It could be your speaking. It could be your writing. It could be this. It could be that. You know, we had, uh, what is it, Christine or Christina on just recently. And she was like, oh, I'm not really good at writing. I'm not really good at this. I'm not really good at that. And she developed it. And now she's very, very good at it. See what I mean? Sometimes we doubt ourselves and that self-doubt comes from the lack of self-trust. This is why Luke and I ended up doing that questionnaire and we're going to continue with that probably for the next five to six weeks because I do want to follow up on this. And so there it is. Those are the personal strengths, the characteristics. What is it about you that people like? What have others always said that you're really good at? You know, 2006, I was in my dormitory. There was a girl named Shayla, Alisa, Angie, Alisa, and a guy named DJ. We were singing. I don't know where we were singing, but I remember So For Real or All For One, I Swear came on. Of course, you guys know that song. I Swear. You know that song, right? I don't want to put my vocals out there because I don't want people falling in love with me. Now, I remember Shayla said to me one or two days later, she's like, hey, you have a very nice voice. I said, what? She's like, yeah, I heard you singing under your breath. You have a nice voice. And I've never in my life ever received such a beautiful compliment like that before in my life. And I did, I, I, you know what? Not a braggadocious, Ray. I would, there was no bravado, no arrogance, no anything. There was humility. It was all humility. Hum humility.
humble. Thank you. I didn't know. I didn't know whatsoever. Then um, a couple of other people mentioned it. You know, a Colombian who I live with out there in Sydney, Australia. She said, you got a very beautiful voice. I said, oh, Jesus. Thank you. See, it could be anything. It could be the smile. It could be the energy. It could be, oh, my God. Just write them down. Give me five things that people always say you're really good at. Write it down. And a lot of you probably focus on the things that you're not good at. I want you to write down the things that people have said that you are really good at. How do you most enjoy interacting with people? Me, the easiest way, of course, is all about the niche markets, right? So if I'm in a gym, that's real easy. You know, you got these, these beautiful women that come in that I've never seen before. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> they come in. And I'm like, well, we already, we could relate to each other. You know, they give me a look and I'd be like, it sucks, doesn't it? And they laugh. <laughs> we're, we're, late, we're all over the ground. I'm over here complaining. I'm over here stumbling. I'm over here laughing. I'm over here cracking jokes. And then they look at me and they're like, oh my God, he's so funny. Yeah. You see what I mean? I like interacting with people. It could be in the gym. It could be interacting with people at a social gathering, which I don't do too often. But I like interacting with people on every level, every level. Now, some people, they're very, very nosy out here at Thailand. No offense, you know, they you know the security guards, they start trying to talk to me with all these people around. All the people look at me like, what's he going to say next? What's he going to say next? What's he going to? It's just too much. But when do you like most interacting with people? All right. Next one. What would you do to change? What would you change in the world if you could? Now, again, I'm not talking about changing the world. What would you change in the world? That life assignment. And so out of that, you're going to end up writing a two to three sentence purpose. You know, it's like, you know what, I'm put on this planet to fulfill and inspire the masses around the world who are looking for things in the personal development realm and the English speaking realm. And my life assignment quest is to help the environment, to help those poor nations, those poor, uh, the, the poor schools or, you know, zero in on different communities that are looking for that, that support. They're looking for that leader. That's what my purpose is. My purpose is to help and to leave such a legacy that will inspire people for the next 200, 300, 400 years for as long as human beings exist until the robots come. That's what my goal is. That's what my purpose is. Now, is that gonna come with money? Don't really give a damn. Am I put on this planet to buy a goddamn car? Hell no. Am I put on this planet to, you know, buy all these things and to be, you know, to just be, I guess you could say, uh, 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 a high and be that person that says, yeah, I have a lot of money. Yeah, look at me. Nope. My goal is not to buy first class all the damn time. Well, I've never have, I'm just saying. My goal isn't about money. My goal is about the difference. And with the difference, a way will be made. Just like yesterday, my first volunteering project, a woman came to me, she's like, hey, messaged me on Facebook. She said, you know what? I think you would be great for my students. Can you come, come over here and volunteer? I said, deal, volunteer. Does that equate to money? No, do I give a damn? No. Did I actually cancel a class that actually makes money just to volunteer? Yes. See, when you do that, see, that's when life gets real interesting because now you're putting out to the universe that you no longer care about money. My purpose right here is to do this with or without the money, no condition whatsoever. It's time, guys. It's time to write down this list. Share this list on, of course, motivational mentors. And Luke and I, of course, we would love to communicate with you guys. We would love to write down some things, answer some questions, Q's and A's, you know what, you name it, guys. Send, it, send them in the inbox, post them on the wall, 
post down what you got down, uh, post down things. And you know what? There might be a lot of problems. There might be a lot of feelings. There might be some things that you've never realized. There might be some things that you might bring up for the past and just start crying. You know, some people, they might have anxiety. Some people, their heart rate might go up because you will relive experiences that have been lying dormant for such a long time that you forgot about. Why? Because we focus on the things that we do not have. Now focus on the things that are in you. Get it all out, post it all on there. And guys, it's that time to define your purpose, define that life work, define why you are put on this planet or define at least for the next five years what your goal is, your master plan. Just write it all down and it has to be unattached to money. I'm your host, Arsenio. Thanks for tuning in to another Motivational Mentors. Again, I do apologize that Luke is not here. My man will be back on the next podcast. We got a lot of things coming up. Oh my God, we got lots of things coming up for the next three weeks. We're going to top this bad boy off with Claire at the end of the year. We got another girl from America. Oh guys, we got all kinds of things that are happening. So again, man, thank you so much for tuning in to this special edition. I'm your host, Arsenio. Stay tuned for the next one. Of course, should be next Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not the guy that uploads it. I'm just the guy that speaks. <laughs> Again, guys, I do appreciate all the love. I do appreciate the analytics. I do. And Luke and I, of course, we appreciate you guys listening to us. So again, write, start writing right now. Write everything down. Start posting. Don't be scared. Don't, be, don't fear judgment. Post it on our wall and be unapologetic about what you've written down. That being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for another episode. I'm your host, Arsenio. Over and out. Did you find this episode helpful? If you did, please leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe. New episodes of the Motivational Mentors podcast are available every Tuesday and Friday.